2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the SCORE North Studios. TCL,
1: America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With
0: Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North, 1500scorenorth.com. I'm Rami, that's Judd, no Mackie yet. Yeah. He, he's going to join us, uh, we hope,
1: around 5 o'clock. We've been promised a 5 o'clock appearance at <laughs> yes, some point. Yes, we not, have. not top of the hour necessarily. Yes, we have. But uh, being a, a big-time administrator now, he's in some meeting or right, something. Right, some, because so. he's... By the way, that's the one thing in life. He's a shot caller. Yeah, and you know what? That's the one thing in life. As much as I like our jobs, our jobs are great. Not complaining for one second, okay? I've never understood, though, how people who take executive positions, and this is our business elsewhere, do it with meetings. I can't. Meetings, for the most part, don't make sense to me. (laughs) It's like, can't you? I get it once in a while, right? Right. But I swear to god, so I started at the Tribune, Star Tribune in 89 as a copy clerk type of guy. So yeah. lowest of the low. But I and they they met, I remember occasionally. But somewhere in the 90s, it seems like and I might be totally wrong about this. Somewhere in the 90s it seems like it clicked to be like, we got to meet about this. No, let's meet about that. No, no, no. We got to meet about that. Yeah. Meetings became the hot thing. And it was and my the only thing I could figure was it actually became a way for people adults to occupy their days. Right. Like why does any yeah, there's so many things that people <laughs> you have meet, enough to do it? No, right, but but there's so many of these things that I think about and I'm like, okay, couldn't you've sent out a note and accomplished pretty much the same thing? I get it if it's a big deal. If you're gonna fire fifteen people or something, I totally get that. Right. Okay, you gotta sit down and meet. I get that. But honest to God, I was I, people would be get back from their meetings and I'd be like, You met about that? Like, don't you have something else you could Could have been doing? But we're launching a new thing here at Score North,
0: Judd, so we're trying to lay the groundwork for this dynasty that we're building at Score North 1500 and scorenorth.com.
1: I just think that at some point in time, the act of meeting became an excuse basically to occupy time. (laughs) It was people who didn't have it. I'm not even going after people at this company. I'm saying the whole culture people, people, of let's meet. Are you saying it's people who were making too much money for what they no, actually
0: did in a day? So they were like, we need to add no, something to the day. No, I, I no, no, no. <laughs> this
1: was never about their pay scale. No, right. no. To me, I think they were bored. Right. I think you had people who who were basically like, okay, from noon to one or from one to three, I got nothing. Let's meet. No, this is no indictment <laughs> or or assumption about salary. This is all about, I think it was, the adult way to occupy time. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I That's do the not, only thing I, I could figure. do
0: not disagree with you. Anyway, I, I digress. Early in my radio career, I was offered opportunities for, like, not, like, high-level management jobs, but for a foot in the door in the management side of things and, like, calling shots and running shows and stuff like that. And I had zero interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be in a no. I did not want to spend my day in meetings. I'm with you. I had no interest. I want to come talking to a microphone and yep. say stupid things for two to four hours a day and uh, get paid for it. Prep, prep right. laugh. Exactly. Make fun of yeah. coworkers. Yeah.
1: Come in. Do the show, go home. Exactly. I'm
0: with you. I don't want to be in meetings. The less I'm meetings I'm in, and the less cubicles and offices I'm looking at, the better. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the better. Yes. Well me. put. The cubicles. Yes. yes. Thank you. We have a lot to do on the show today, uh, including at 5:40, uh, a gentleman who we were all we were all exposed to yesterday and enthralled with. Yes. Kyle Trope, PBA tour bowler. And his afro will join us at 5.40 here
1: on Mackey and Jud with Rami. You, Rami, are truly a man of action. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Because we yucked it up yesterday, and then we get this note from you today basically saying... I think I can get him on the show, and like, I did, I, and you did. Well, well, the first time I saw the note, I thought, okay, you're talking about like a week from now or something. No, today, 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 on the show, on the show. This
0: is great. We'll talk with Kyle Trope yes. and his Afro. But it is Super Bowl week. It is Super Bowl week, Judd. It'll be the uh, the Rams and the Patriots this Sunday. And uh, I don't, I don't, I haven't gotten the vibe off of you here in Super Bowl week that this is necessarily something. That you are all that excited about Super Bowl week and and all the festivities and 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 everything that that surrounds it. I'm not at all.
1: I actually, I and this is no indictment about the game itself. Mm-hmm. I think the game's going to be fun. Um, I think it's a great matchup. And last year when the game was here, the build up stuff was fun. It, it was cool. I long ago though, if the game. Is not here, which ordinarily is the case. I long ago lost interest into this w- in this week, like all the buildup, all of the media session. I just don't care. It's it's so much to do for the most part about nothingness, right? Like it's it's people that don't like football becoming involved. It's Brady saying the same exact thing eight hundred times. You know, hey, Sean McVay, well, you're you're young, right? Yeah, I'm young. That's a great so. I would say that I lost interest in the build up to the Super Bowl probably in fairness pro at least twenty five years ago. Really? Yeah. And, and that, that but that's long ago. but that doesn't mean I don't care about the game. Right. No, so just, so the, this is not saying the that the hoopla. Yeah. The hoopla around it. It just bores me now. There's nothing about it that I say, oh man, that's gonna be, you know, that's a great story. And and if somebody writes a cool story about a player that we don't know much about, that's fine. But when it comes to The fact that there's so many of these things that are going to be, I've read that story, I don't care about that story. I'd say 25 years ago at least, I essentially tuned out this entire two-week period, Mm -hmm. which is why, and this is not going to happen, but Rami, it's why I would love to see them finally say, you know what, a week off. And then we'll just play the game. and just play it the next Sunday. I really wish they would. It's not going to happen, but I wish they would. I do think the two
0: weeks is 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 too much. Um, so I don't I don't consume any any Super Bowl. And we talked about the Pro Bowl yesterday, and I'm not I'm not consuming any of that. That that week is sort of a dead zone for me. I, I know that they try to feed us stories and and they try to start the hype machine in that week between the the conference championships and the Pro Bowl. That doesn't do a lot for me. But once we get to Super Bowl week. I'm all about the the hoopla and 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 the hype. I I enjoy it thoroughly because there is nothing quite like it. Now, I'll admit this year I'm I'm in the midst of moving my whole life from from one state to another right. and try to get things situated and settled. So I haven't necessarily been able to consume all that I, that I usually do when it comes to Super Bowl week and 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 media hype. I know last night was what they used to call Super Bowl Media Day. Now it's opening night. Yes. um, I That was last night, was it not, Jonathan? It was. That was last night? Yeah, it was last night. Did anything funny or interesting come out of that? Because that's an event no. I actually enjoy. No? I, I, I saw nothing. I haven't seen anything. Nothing. Which is weird, because normally you see a bunch of stuff. I mean, the only thing I really saw was Rob
2: Gronkowski being... Rob Gronkowski, right. but that's about it.
0: I saw the clip of uh, Michael Irvin coming up to Rob Gronkowski <laughs> on live TV and and trying to interview him and Rob and he got so his chest was right up to like right up against uh, Gronkowski's
1: face. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? he Gro- became uncomfortable. Gronkowski with looked at him and he goes, now I'm motorboating you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about
2: that's about the funnest thing that happened
0: last night. Other than that, it was just meh. I always, I've always liked NFL Media Day, although over the last few years... Why, though? Like, why? Because of the absurdity of it. That, okay. that, that's what I was just about to say. Because, to me... W- not not to knock anybody who covers the NFL on a daily basis and there are a lot of people who do a great job doing it and and we're more informed and more educated about the sport for it but to me the the daily beat guys and and stuff like that once we get to this point of the year and especially when it's two teams that I don't necessarily have any rooting interest in it's kind of monotonous you know what I mean and and, and it kind of becomes wallpaper NFL media day and I feel like they've cracked down on this for the last few years because some people take this stuff way too seriously it, it brought out the crazies. It brought out the wackos. It brought out the people who aren't journalists, who aren't reporters. And I think they have tried to peel and, back that a little bit. And I always that liked that. I always liked the circus of NFL Media Day. I felt like it was a nice change-up after we got the same sort of coverage all year long. I like seeing Guillermo from, the Jimmy, Kim- from Jimmy Kimmel I Live th- go out and try and interview professional
1: athletes. I feel like when it went to a night event, it changed again. Like I felt like the the old ballroom thing, right? Yeah. And people would go around from MTV and ask stupid questions. It was stupid, but there were some organic moments where where you got a chuckle or a laugh. I feel like when they went to a prime time and it's on TV and it's televised live now, right. that now it's to a point where it's just boring. It's there's no They sanitized it. Yeah, exactly. And and you're right. The league has definitely tried to crack down as well, and it's just boring now. Which I don't know why they would. I don't. I don't understand why they would. Why not have something that's a shakeup, something that's different? They supposedly got got a guy from Barstool arrested last night from from Barstool Sports. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Really? They, yeah. He was. Uh, he was kicked out for trespass. They they allowed him to be there for a, a while. He was kicked out for trespassing and then I believe the authorities arrested him and questioned him and uh, Portnoy got kicked out as well but said he, he was not arrested. What for? What did they do? I, the NFL didn't didn't like him. Oh. Who knows. Did they not were they but not for that But this goes to your did But they this sneak yeah, they were uncredentialed. uncredentialed. That's uh, what I'm reading. But okay. the New goes boast it was sneaking yeah.
2: into the event. Okay. Uh so yeah, they weren't
1: credentialed. And this goes to your point though. They've sanitized. They've scrubbed they've sucked all the fun out of it. Yes. Which is the National Football League in a nutshell. It
0: really is. But I mean they they've 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 changed course on the uh on the on the at touchdown celebrations, I just threw a complete blank there, trying to think of the word touchdown of all things. But then
1: they changed quite <laughs> a long two weeks for they you. They changed course on touchdown celebrations. I don't know why they wouldn't. I think the outside, no, no. But I think with their players, it's a it's a little bit more. There, there's more flex there. I think when it comes to the outside world and and the people that aren't employed by them, mm-hmm. they're no fun. Yeah, they're zero fun. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. If but... I'm if I'm paid by if if I'm a player. I can probably get concessions of some sort at times. Yeah. But if I'm an outside guy from a wacky media company and I show up, I think they got no time for
0: me. I will say this. You brought up, you know, how many times can you hear Tom Brady answer the same question with the same answer? And, and I, I will admit that, and I try not to hate on successful sports franchises. I, I've always, I've never understood that where the most successful team in the league, a dynasty in the league, becomes the most hated team in the league. You just hate them because they're good? Like, just hope your team is good. So I I try not to engage in that, but it has gotten a little bit boring seeing the same guys, and especially, I mean, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, to me, aren't the most engaging or entertaining (laughs) personalities in the world to begin with. So seeing the same two same two main characters, you know, as the leads for the Patriots in this drama leading up to the Super Bowl. That does take a little bit away from it for me because those guys are going to give you you know, carbon copy answers year yeah. in and year out, not really give you anything to, that's that's juicy, that's going to entertain or add something to the story of the Super Bowl.
1: If the Patriots are going to be in th- this game, my preference is championship games on Sunday. Let's let's cut the Patriots out of all the BS until Wednesday or so, and then the next Sunday play the game. Because you're right, it's boring by now. I mean, what's Bill Belichick or Brady or Gronk? I mean, Gronk used to be the wacky guy, right? Right. Oh, it's Gronk. It's Gronk time. That's funny. And now it's like, okay, no, it's not. It's the same stuff. So I don't begrudge the Patriots their success one bit, but as far as an entertainment property, right. That's I know all them, I'm saying. and they're completely boring. That's I'm with I'm you saying. on that.
0: Speaking of, yeah. and we do have a little bit of hype, controversy leading up to this game. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Uh, Mikhail Roby Coleman, everybody's favorite pass interferer, um, he, he said yesterday... Age has definitely taken a toll, talking about Tom Brady. For him to still be doing it, that's a great compliment for him. But I think that he's definitely not the same quarterback he was. Movement, speed, velocity, arm strength. He still can sling it, but he's not slinging it as much. Whatever he was doing because of his age and all that, he's not doing as much of that anymore. He's still doing the same things. He's just not doing as much of it. And sometimes it's not the sharpest, but it still gets done. Um, He just signed his own death certificate. I've
1: got one question off of that. Yeah. And it's um four words. What are you doing? You almost made me spit out my coffee. <laughs> no, but what are you what, I don't know? But like what are you I, I don't what, know. What are you doing? I have no you, idea. You just got away with one of the most agreed you in fact you got fined by the league for a helmet to helmet hit pretty substantially. I think like twenty five thousand yeah, dollars. I think so. Okay, you got away with that. You're uh you are a guy who's been a little bit of a journeyman, which is you know what more power to you. You're in the Super Bowl, enjoy it. And you say that like, and it's not even that big a deal. But what are you doing? <laughs> what do you get, get out of that? If I'm Sean McVay, i be like, w- w- why? What's your point here? Like, are you trying to? You should want to not be known at this point, right? You, you know, are you trying to change the narrative from from having? gotten away with with one of the worst PIs in the history of football to being the biggest moron in the history of football? What are you doing? He
0: wasn't done yet. He's he's from Buffalo. He's a Buffalo native, like our own Matthew Collar. He played for the Bills, I believe. He says, I've got Buffalo blood running through my veins, so you know I hate these guys. I naturally hate them. I never liked New England.
1: I got nothing for
0: I don't know why you're putting this out there, dude. Yeah. What benefit is there for putting this out there? This
1: entire week. Not a whole lot of foresight there. But this entire week is about saying if you're on either team as little as possible, yeah. you know, just low-key it, mm-hmm. happy to be here, going to be great, love the Patriots, great franchise, hope to beat them. And you're throwing that out there on Brady, who, by the way, and, and here's the incredible thing. And for anybody, and there are people who buy this, this is where people in this country can be so stupid it's off the charts. The Patriots are selling, actively selling. T- talk about firefest. The Patriots and Brady are selling. They are underdogs. People don't believe. That's hilarious. People, <laughs> I know. They but, have t-shirts. But at first I thought, okay, this must be just an AFC championship game thing. And it's, this, can't, this can't have much more shelf life than one game, right? Mm-hmm. They're selling this. I mean, for somebody to be like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Tom, 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 sit down. You're telling me, you're telling me that you're trying to sell me actively on the fact that people don't believe in you because people have mentioned your age, which is, by the way, a legitimate topic. Right. And you, and they're very much, very much trying to tell us people didn't believe, they don't believe.
0: I don't know about you, but in the during the AFC championship game... I was at a sports bar, and when the Patriots got the ball with a chance to win, everybody in that sports bar, there was probably like 60 people in there, everybody in there pretty much knew the outcome. That that was the chatter around the bar. Like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's going to get it done. That's the complete opposite of, of what they're saying. Like, people just assume success when it comes to the New England Patriots. Nobody is doubting the Patriots and whether or not they can get this done. Nobody. There's. I- there is not one even semi-educated football quote unquote fan who doesn't believe that the Patriots can do this and who haven't really believed it since the start of the season. But there should just be a point where
1: you can't use that. Right. Like I get, I get, Legally. I get if you are the Cleveland Browns now, all right, and you're starting to come up and you're starting to make a run and you might be pretty good and you say people didn't believe. I'd be like, all right, you're the Browns. It's sort of a BS narrative, but I get it. But the New England Patriots should legally not be allowed to use this. This should not be something in their arsenal. <laughs> Tom Brady telling us that. And you're right. I was sitting on my couch that day watching the Chiefs and Patriots play. And as soon as I saw the clock, I said to myself, or as, as soon as the Patriots got the ball, I said to myself, they're going to score.
0: Yeah, we knew it was almost a foregone
1: conclusion. Yes, because he's Tom Brady and because they're the Patriots. It wasn't, and for them to actually pull this out is it? It's should not be legal, right?
0: Now, Mackie and Judd with Rami, we should we can say nobody believes in us, absolutely, right? yes. Nobody believes in us, but that's
1: probably true. Who are these idiots? That's probably, right. Yes, that. But that's on point. <laughs> that one's on point. Did, I, I don't like. I don't like that one as a as a motivating factor right but at least if you if i say it's like the browns you know the browns are a perfect e- example if the browns go into next year and say people don't believe i'm gonna be like okay i don't really like that but you can use it right the patriots i want to say no you can't use that no like, Danny Cunningham can use that. Who's Danny Cunningham? Nobody
0: believes in Danny Cunningham. He's a versatile young man when it comes to covering <laughs> sports. He's our Wolves and NBA reporter, and he'll join us next. Don Mackey and Judd with Rami. Score North 1500, score North.com. Myron on hoops with Myron Metcalf. I can tell you about a player As a rookie, thought he was the toughest guy in the room. The resident tough guy said, you haven't proven anything, and that locker room cleared out, and man to man, they went at it. and that this rookie got his tail whooped. Now, those two are inseparable. I think Jimmy was trying to bring some of that out of Carl Towns to convince Andrew Wiggins, like, dude, you got to do something to respond with all these people saying, you're soft and don't deserve that money. You proved those people wrong. Myron on Hoops, Score North, and on scorenorth.com. Still talk to some of the guys. I really do. I, I want like them who, to be Jimmy? great. I want them to be great. I talked to Ties. Okay. Um, talk to Wiggs a little bit. Okay. I talked to Jeff. I talked to Taj, Brian Saunders, uh, all of those coaches. Um,
1: you left out names.
0: I know. Okay. Yeah. Right. A- ain't nothing wrong with that. I'd right. say I talked to everybody. <laughs> I'd say I talked to everybody. I understand. Um, but that don't mean that I don't want Cat to be great. Yeah. I, I want Cat uh, to be great. I want Minnesota to win. I want them to be successful. That's Jimmy Butler on the Post-Up Podcast with Chris Haynes on Yahoo Sports. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score ScoreNorth, 1500, ScoreNorth.com. And uh, I want you to follow us on all your social media and internet digital platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We made it real easy for you. It's at Score, S-K-O-R, North. And uh, you can find all of our shows at ScoreNorth.com. Just look at the Shows tab or uh, on your favorite app, just Search uh, Vikings, Score North Vikings, Score North Twins, Wolves, whatever it is that you're looking for, and lots of good content up there on the Wolves. Lots of it coming from a young man by the name of Danny Cunningham.
2: Oh, this right now. Good content in me. Come on. <laughs> what, what
1: are you doing there? So I got a question for you boys. Okay. Oh, and it's this, this good. is is Jimmy ever gonna stop talking about the wolves? Like is Jimmy ever gonna get to the day where you know, a podcaster asks him about the Wolves and he's like, okay, that's just done now. I've talked about it enough. I've talked about- That's not Jimmy. I've no- I know, but I mean, it's just like everyone and their mother and brother and cat and dog now has a podcast and comes up to Jimmy and it's like, Jimmy, what do you think about the Wolves? And he, he can't help himself. Well, well, thank you for listening to
2: Raised by Wolves, first of all. Um, but I think if he does get the... I'm a big
1: fan. I've downloaded it are. and I haven't listened yet. Are you subscribed? sincere Judd strikes again. Just subscribe and give us five stars. That's all I, I care about. I give you six stars.
2: Thank you, I appreciate it. And you, that might not even be possible. You have no idea how the podcast store on Apple works, do you? Oh, zero. (laughs) Zero. Um, Jimmy might stop talking if he gets the full five year max this summer, which I don't see happening. I don't think he's getting that five year, $190 million max from Philadelphia. Think he'll get five years. Maybe, maybe get five years. He'll get four. But he's not getting Are you the saying full. Just not in
0: Philadelphia, or period. I, I he's don't not think.
2: Getting it. I don't think any situation that he wants to be in is giving him 190 million dollars. I think someone's going to shortchange him on either that fifth year, or they're not giving him the full max for all he, five years. He can't get 190 from a team outside of Philadelphia, though. Correct? No, that's that's the team he can get the 190 for. Right. He's not going. To, I'm saying he's not going to get the full max from anybody. Okay. What, what other teams can pay him the maximum salary they can pay him? No one's going to go quite there for him. Gotcha. I think that See, it's going to come up short
0: when when it comes to a situation like this, and and it's questioned whether or not a guy will get a max deal. And I'm a Jimmy guy. I've I've expressed that on Raised by Wolves. I've expressed that with Judd. I'm a Jimmy guy, and I don't like you for it. But so the- I think he I think he might be worth it, but. Even if not, even if you say he's not worth it, it just takes one. See? It just takes one team, one GM to think that he is and give that to him. And I got to believe there is one team or one GM out there who thinks Jimmy would be worth it. For me to think that you're worth it,
2: I think you need to be at the very minimum a number two on a guy that can win, on a team that can win a title. And I don't think Jimmy's that. I think Jimmy's ceiling is being a third team All NBA guy, I don't think it's much higher than that. I think that those maximum salaries should be handed out to guys that realistically, if you are a team that can win a title, this guy can be your first or second best player. Like Andrew Wiggins does not deserve the full max. He's not that. Carl Anthony Towns very much so could be the number one or number two player on a team that wins a title. Probably a number two player, but he could be that. He fits that mold. I think Jimmy Butler's ceiling is a third-team All-NBA player, which is still really good. I mean, you are in the, the top 2% of All-NBA players at that point. You are still elite at what you do. I just don't think, I would not, if I were the GM of a team, I wouldn't be giving him the full max.
1: At what point in time, too, do do, do uh, the strikes against him start to be important as well, though? They're because this now. Philadelphia thing, you know, okay, the Chicago thing I get, you go from Tibbs to Fred, and Fred is sort of not obviously the same type of coach. Jimmy and Hoiberg buttheads totally get that. Right. Then he comes here where he's reunited with Tibbs, and it blows up. That's a problem. But then he goes to the Sixers, and you say, okay, reset button, here's a chance, and you go down the same path again. So I guess I would be I would be reticent to pay Jimmy what he wants based on two things. One is I think he's a very good player, Mm -hmm. but he is a self-made player. He's not a natural superstar, which which to me has to at least be looked at. But then, more importantly, is he strikes me consistently as a pain in the butt, and now I'm saying to to myself, do I really want to bring that guy in and pay him what it's going to take in that salary slot to potentially be stuck with the guy who is going to be a pain?
0: You know who intrigues me? I'm sorry. Go ahead and answer. Oh no what John no no! Go on go on go
1: on. A team that
0: intrigues me in terms of a fit for Jimmy Butler is where I just came from in the Milwaukee Bucks, and they'll have the money in their payroll to do it because Middleton bled so. Everybody but Giannis comes off contract for the Bucks. Yeah, but this they're summer. going
2: to. I don't think that that personality is a fit. I don't think Jimmy Butler and Giannis would get along. I don't think that personality would mesh very well. I think that is that is. Helping to start a fire See, inside your organization. And if the Bucks want to keep Giannis, which I know you're going to say, and you were just in Milwaukee, that the Bucs need him. And I know where that conversation will I go. the Bucks?
0: The city of Milwaukee needs him. The city they, of Milwaukee won't burn if they don't, if they don't, if they don't, don't anymore. get Giannis.
2: They, they don't. They got their but arena. Butler's
0: They're
1: fine. <laughs> they got that beautiful Butler. new building. They don't need him anymore. Butler, though, starts that's the problem yes that's, that's exactly what, he, what i'm saying that's, he he is a basketball arsonist
0: yes, See, yes. I, I, and i've said to both of you before jimmy has and i don't agree with the way he's always handled it but jimmy has been in since he got to the nba nothing but dysfunctional situations and most of the things he points out about these organizations that he's played for we all agree we we all agree with what he's saying he has a bad way uh, he has a bad way of going about it i'm not going to deny okay, that but- but if he ends up in Milwaukee, yeah, because one of the things he's dogged his teammates for in Chicago and in Minnesota was that they don't know what it takes to win, and they don't put in what it takes to play at a championship level. And I think a lot of people watching those two situations in Chicago and Minnesota— Agree with him on that. That is not something he can say about Giannis. But go- yes, it is. But Giannis Goat hasn't a, won a playoff series. I know, but you y-
2: can't tell me Giannis knows what it takes to be a champion because he hasn't won. No, but when you He's talk not about
1: advance past the first round of the playoffs, you can't you can't call him a winner but, until he does. But here is the problem. Then go to the Sixers and fit in, and he hasn't again. So I I would go I would go with the first two teams and say Bulls dysfunctional. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Wolves. All right, I didn't like what I saw, but certainly far from perfect, so there's problems. Mm -hmm. But then it's strike three that bugs me. It's go to the Sixers and just shut up for a while and fit in as best you possibly can, and he couldn't do that. That's the one where I think that my feeling that he's got problems is confirmed Mm -hmm. because now you've gone to a place where you could have gone in, kept your mouth shut, fit in with guys that you attested for, won a win, and you did it again. That's my problem. And you're right. He's the common
2: denominator in all these situations. And I can't deny that. You you can't. There is no denying it. I mean, you would be lying to yourself if you did. There, I've done that just, before. I'm sure you have. <laughs> um, and,
0: in fact, he's going to do the same thing here. Rami. All the time. Rami. Yeah,
1: yeah but Phil's like, just look, not really a winner.
0: Like, look, I'm handsome. I just did it. I just lied to myself. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are. Jonathan
1: Harrison's got... Pro- you know, Judd, I don't know about Judd. He doesn't really want it. He doesn't want the ratings. <laughs> but it's...
2: He's the common denominator. Yeah, you can say he's been in dysfunctional situations, but dysfunction has followed him everywhere. It's not as if he left one place and everything was roses. He's, I think he kind of looks for problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's fair to say at this point, there weren't problems in Philadelphia before he got there. The Mark Hell Fultz situation is odd and strange. And you can say a lot of things about that, but it's not a problem. Like, it's not a dysfunctional problem, it's an injury issue that. Maybe we don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on with him.
1: That's that's not it. And Embiid is not Cat. No. So so go there. And Embiid is better than Cat. Defer to Embiid Mm -hmm. if you're Butler and just shut up. You should because. Just don't say
2: anything. There is no question Joel Embiid is the best player on that team. Joel Embiid is the most important person in the Philadelphia 76ers organization. Their future rides on him. He is the crown jewel of the process. He's what matters there. Jimmy Butler has to take a backseat to him. He doesn't have a choice because if he doesn't, it's a fire is just going to start. And it has started at times. We we saw the blow up to Brett Brown like that continues to happen. It's not a I don't think it's a oh, well, that situation was dysfunctional. And that was that because, yes, they were. But he played a part in it. He didn't he's done nothing in any of his stops agreed to, to calm any.
0: Agreed. But he also hasn't been the root of it. The Bulls were dysfunctional. I think he was a lot of the root of it here. The Bulls were dysfunctional long before Jimmy Butler ever got there. I will say that. The Wolves were pretty dysfunctional long before. And people had the same criticisms about Cat functional I think they underachieved I don't think they were dysfunctional People had the same criticisms and complaints about Cat and and Wiggins before Jimmy Butler ever got here that that they they and I'm not saying this I'm just telling you what was out there mm-hmm. that they're quote unquote soft that they don't care they don't know what it takes to win that was stuff people were saying before Jimmy Butler ever got here I don't think that's dysfunction that's not being dysfunctional
2: being being soft and not knowing what it takes to win is not dysfunction. That's a young team. Young teams don't know what it takes to win all the time. It doesn't mean they're dysfunctional. Sure. Jimmy Butler brought dysfunction here. I think you can make that argument because look at that practice they had this year. The Wolves might have been soft, might have not known what it taken to win, but they didn't have a dysfunctional practice like
1: that ever. When did well, you hear about that? And let's and let's go the, the step beyond that, which is ultimately Tibbs brought dysfunction here as well. Yes, Sure, Tibbs you, is you a, could say that too. Tom, Tom is a... Is a dysfunctional person. Sure. You His can, obsession with basketball is not in the in 1985, it's fine and you can yell and scream. But I'm sorry, when you are trying to coach professional basketball in 2018 and you are yelling and screaming constantly and can't sit down and can't, you've got problems mm-hmm. because you're not going to engage. Today's player is going to say, shut up. Like today's player is not going to be like, right. This yeah. is great. And I think ultimately here and and Tibbs I think Tibbs probably thought that he was going to get the butler from Chicago the self-made I I work hard Jimmy I think ultimately here Tibbs and Butler ended up being a very dysfunctional duo because Jimmy had changed And Tibbs was absolutely out of his mind, crazy about how to coach basketball by the point that it was done. And when Tibbs,
2: I think you can make the argument, when Tibbs broke into the NBA as an assistant, his first year as an assistant in the NBA was back in 1989 here in Minnesota. The coaches had more powers than the players then. Oh, yeah. They don't now. Bill Musselman was crazy as far as a coach. And that was league-wide. That wasn't a a Timberwolves thing. I think league-wide, you could make the argument that back then, Coaches had power over players, and now it's reversed. Players are more important to franchises. Chuck Daly. Players have more power than coaches. Yes, I That, that matters, and that's part of the reason why Tibbs didn't fit in, because he, he had that old-school mentality.
0: Speaking of dysfunction, let's look elsewhere in the NBA, and yesterday, Anthony Davis, through his agent, Rich Paul, who works for the agency that LeBron James owns, mm-hmm. uh, requested a trade from the Pelicans. It just happened a, a few seconds ago. You're a talented young man. You were talking to Judd and tweeting at the same I time. I am, I am that just, oh, An- I am unbelievable Anthony, if you say so. <laughs> Anthony Davis, fined by the NBA today for his agent going on record demanding the trade, which I guess violates the CBA. I didn't know that violated the CBA. $50,000 yeah, $50, fine. Yeah. And
2: the, I think that the Pelicans kind of requested that this happened. If you mm-hmm. read their statement yesterday, yeah. they said, uh, We asked the NBA to tightly enforce tampering rules here and get over it. I mean, seriously, the NBA loves this. This is the the best thing that could have happened to the NBA this week because so there are 30 franchises in the league and 29 of them are happy about this move because the the one that's not are the Pelicans because they're losing a, a once in a generation type talent that they will probably never have again in New Orleans But the other 29 teams are like, this is great. The NBA is at the it is Super Bowl week and the NBA is the leading conversation maker across the world. Right. Right. now Because one of its star players said, I don't want to play here anymore. I'm not going to play here after this contract is done. Trade me somewhere else. Secretly, Adam Silver is rubbing his hands together, just ecstatic that it happens. Secretly? And he's
1: probably outside right, right now on be, the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it depends what city it yes, is. Roger I, I, Gale, know he,
2: I know he's not out here. Take outside. that, Roger. No. <laughs> he's <not laughs> in Minnesota outside. In New York. But, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> He's in Manhattan right now being like, this is exactly what I wanted. Yes, exactly. And $50,000, say
1: Anthony Davis, he'll get over it. I mean, it's not. Starting with Butler, though, where this league is genius, and we, we talked about this on the show Monday as well, is starting with Jimmy... There has been unhappiness and dysfunction and in foot fighting in teams for months now. And it's all perfect because it's what it's not guys being arrested, not guys beating people up. So it's not, it's not, you know, okay, this is bad news. This is, it's dysfunction, but it's off the court in the game dysfunction. And I think the league loves this. And this to me does a perfect job of grabbing people from the age of, let's say 15 to 32. And they all say, this is great. It's the ultimate reality TV. And even if you know the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title, if we can sit here today and say they're going to win the NBA championship, we're still enthralled and intrigued because we don't know what's going to happen off the court, who's going to be mad next, who's going to start fighting next. Yes, and it is
2: phenomenal. This is why we're all tuned in. I mean, in baseball right now, what's allegedly going on? The hot stove. Like I can't eat, I don't even think yeah. we can call it that right. at this point. It is as it's cold a, as the temperature outside. That a is the temperature in, it's of a the stove, stove, right, stove now. right now. Yeah. What do we do on June 30th every year? We stay up until eleven o'clock at night because that's when free agency in the NBA starts. At 1201 Eastern, guys can start talking to teams. And we're all awake. ESPN's The Jump has a three hour special starting at midnight Eastern That's right, great. Right. on a Wednesday. Right. And people stay up and do it because people love this stuff. It is absolutely perfect for the league. This is what they want. They, they could not have written a better script than for Anthony Davis to come out and say that yesterday. Could not have been better for them.
0: So what is next for Anthony Davis? Do you see a good fit? Is it a foregone conclusion that it's the Lakers and LeBron is pulling the strings on all this? How how do you see this playing out? So I think that if he gets
2: traded in season, well, everyone wants a point at Boston. And Boston, as many people know at this point, cannot make a trade for him right now. Mm -hmm. They can't trade for him as long as Kyrie Irving is on their roster because of a rule in the CBA. It is the Derrick Rose extension rule. Kyrie Irving signed that. Anthony Davis signed it as well. And you cannot have two players on your roster with that contract that you traded for.
1: So Kyrie would have to be traded to the Pelicans in any Anthony Davis trade right now. Not to
2: the Pelicans. He could be traded to a team. He would have to be ousted from the
0: Boston roster.
1: Yes, he okay. would have
2: to be off the Celtics roster for them to acquire I Anthony you, Davis rules
0: prior to July 1st. <laughs> Rob Perez from uh, ESPN. he World Wide wow! Yeah, he put it. It's he has one of the greatest Twitter oh, follows amazing. you're ever going to find. Um, he put he put it into the trade machine yesterday. I don't remember all the particulars or who was involved, but he worked a three-way trade where the Celtics get Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving ends up in Los Angeles reunited with LeBron yeah. I think. I think...
2: On July first, well, maybe not the first, maybe like July eighth. I think we're going to see Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis all in Lakers. I think that's what's going Wait. to happen. I think Kyrie and How LeBron can are going to that? reunite because they'll be able to, as long as they keep Kentavious Caldwell Pope, they'll essentially be able to open up a max slot this summer. So Does if, Durant bolt from Golden State at that point? Yeah, he goes to the Knicks. He's not going to. He's not going to Lakers. He's going to the Knicks. Okay, um, but I think that we see LeBron and Kyrie reunited in Los Angeles in Lakers uniforms with Anthony Davis alongside them. And then the NBA is going to get real fun.
1: Who is the next player who's going to pipe up and complain and ask to get out? Don't you do it. it don't you I, do I it. I know the, the answer and <laughs> I want the answer. The next I'm leading the witness to just this. to get Rami. not do The next potential
2: it. guy to do this is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's not going to do it. You don't Giannis know Giannis is different. And now I can show okay, my mic off. Know that. Giannis
0: is different. You, you don't know he's that. He's not like these he, okay, spoiled he, baby NBA superstars Sure, super you can say that he's different all you who want. who need to be in big markets and nice weather. Giannis is a different what's, breed so of So what's person? going to
2: happen if that ownership group, which is a very weird ownership group. It's a volatile of,
0: ownership group. Yes, exactly.
2: You don't know what they're going to decide and what's their situation this summer. Who's under contract this summer for them? Nobody. No, one person, Giannis. Right, I mean, other contract, than Giannis, nobody. All of their other good players are not under contract. Bledsoe, Middleton, an, uh, I th- Brogdon. I will say, I feel terrible for who, whatever team is paying Eric Bledsoe's paychecks next year. I feel awful because he's going to get rewarded with a huge contract that I would want no part of paying. Like, that is going to happen. Eric Bledsoe is going to make a ton of money next year, and it might not be the Bucks that pay it. Now, it's probably a good thing for them, and it's just not going to end well for whoever signs him to that deal. Like, I feel bad for I that agree already. You. I agree with um, you. Chris Middleton, I would want to keep Malcolm Brogdon. Some team could offer him like $75 million as a restricted free agent, and the Bucs are going to have a decision to make if they want to match that. For sure. And then they're going to be cap-strapped and toiling in mediocrity because they're a very good team right now, but teams are going to catch up to them. I don't trust Mike Budenholzer in playoff settings. Look what happened to the Hawks back when. This team, I think you can make a a very good comparison to the 2014-2015 Atlanta Hawks. Sure, they've got more star power at the top in Giannis, but the rest of that Hawks team, you could make an argument was better than this Bucks team. They had four All-Stars on that roster. They won 60 games and they got swept in the playoffs. I could I'm not saying that the Bucs are going to get swept, but I could absolutely see this not going well in the playoffs. I know a lot of people think that they're a a true challenger to the finals. I'm not as high on them as a ton of other people. I think that Toronto's got a better shot to advance in the playoffs. I think Boston, if Boston can get its its things together and it's house in order here. They're probably a more talented team, and they've got. Does Kawhi stay there with the Raptors? You think I'm 50 50 on that right now? And the Raptors are the team that I selfishly want to see make a play for Anthony Davis.
1: But the Lakers, the Lakers in your scenario, would be out on Kawhi this offseason. I don't is think that Kawhi correct?
2: is very interested in the Lakers. I okay. think if he goes to LA, I think he's going to be a Clipper. Okay, I don't think Kawhi ends up. In LA with the Lakers. I think he could potentially play for the Clippers, but I just don't see him as a future Laker. I don't think
0: he wants to be second fiddle
2: to LeBron. I, I would agree with that. I think that he could be his own guy in still the city that he wants to be in, mm-hmm. because I do think he wants to be in LA. And I don't like he didn't grow up a Lakers fan. Like that doesn't matter to him, I don't think. I think he if he goes to LA, he would be on the Clippers. But I think staying in Toronto is a very real possibility. I think that they should make they should be the ones to really make a play for Anthony Davis. There's a couple trades that work, and they have already mortgaged ESPN their future has for has no year.
1: interest in them doing any of that, and sure. you know that for a fact. I'll, I know, but I had interest The NBA interest Finals with a non-market in it would well, be... Well, I
2: think they're going to be in it anyways. I think that the Raptors are going to win the East. I've been saying that since the season started on October 16th. I, the Raptors have been my pick to win the Eastern Conference. If, I think they are the the most complete team from top to bottom. They've mm-hmm. got one... one one B in terms of best player in the East. I think Kawhi and Giannis is right there. If I, we kind of all forgot just how good Kawhi was because he played 11 games last year and that's it. We didn't, we're like this guy burst on the scene this year. Like, wow, he's really good. We're like, yeah, he just didn't play last year and he wasn't healthy when he did play. So that kind of makes sense as to why we forgot he was, he's as good as he is. But I think that they're a very real threat. If I were them, I would trade Pascal Siakam, who is a borderline all-star in the East. OG Ananobi, Norm Powell, Jonas Valanciunas, and two first-round draft picks for Anthony Davis, and then you've got as good
1: you, and then you could potentially win four games in June, and that's their goal. If the Leafs and Raptors go to their respective big finals, you're going to have you are going to have TV executives going to tops of high buildings (laughs) and jumping off of them. Can you imagine that? Two non non-U or, well, what's or a the really U.S. Tall thing in Canada, in the, Toronto. The Needle, the Space no, Needle. No, that's oh, Seattle. Oh, yeah, that uh, Seattle. Uh, uh, the uh, CA Tower Seattle. or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. where they'll No, no, those. no. I'm talking, uh, I'm saying executives here, though, in the States. Well, they'll go there. For ESPN the games. and NBCSN, they would, because are, the those markets finals, don't rate. The Stanley Cup finals really are on, on NBCSN. They're on M- Like they can't get on real NBC?
2: They SN can't get on real NBC for all seven games. No. Oh, my goodness. It's hockey, dude. I love hockey, but it it doesn't matter. And And if it's the Maple Leafs, everybody's out. Before we get out of here, because I know we're up against it. I've got got a great Anthony Davis Hey, it's our show. We'll go as long as we want. He's he's busy in there. Um, (laughs) I have a great Anthony Davis stat. I just straightened things out for Jonathan. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you did your best Taj Gibson impression. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a great Anthony Davis stat. So okay. the NBA just fined him $50,000, right? Right. If you break down Anthony uh-huh. Davis's salary this uh-huh. year, what he's making, uh-huh. he could pay that fine and have $27,543 left over based on one quarter of work. Not like, a bad like gig. Like 12 minutes of game time. Not you know? a bad
0: gig if you can get it.
2: No, that's a good hourly wage.
0: Another thing we have to do before uh, you get out of here and we hit a break. I understand we have some some breaking Wolves news. Jonathan, can we get the breaking news sounder? (music) Danny Cunningham, Wolves reporter, with the latest. Hi. Hey.
2: What's up? What do you got for us? Uh, So the Wolves have made a move. Well, we'll be making a move. They are going to be signing a guy to a 10-day deal by the name of Isaiah Kanan. Point guard, most recently played for the Phoenix Suns, was waived on November 28th of 2018. He's played in 19 games this season for Phoenix, averaging just under eight points a game. He's played for four different teams in his career, including two stints in Houston. Where did he go to college? Uh, Murray State. He's a former racer. Racer, yeah, I knew that one. Has his number retired there, I believe. Really? Yeah, number uh, three, I think it is. Prior to Murray State, right? Oh, I mean, (laughs) I mean, this this guy (laughs) was a three time first team All OVC player. Like how do you how do you all freshman right. of the year back in twenty ten.
1: I hope he enjoys his ten day stay in That's, frigid cold Minneapolis, It might Saint be closer. Paul. It might be closer to a twenty day
0: That's stay. That's Danny Cunningham, our Wolves reporter. Check out Raised by Wolves. Check out his musing on the Wolves at scorenorth.com. That's S K-O-R-North.com. And search Score North in your favorite podcast app, and you'll find all of our team centric shows, including Raised by Wolves, Myron on Hoops, lots of Wolves coverage and NBA coverage for you up there. Danny, appreciate it, man. You got it, guys. We'll hit a quick break. Other side of Mackie and Judd with Rami. Uh I something I really like about you already, Minnesota. I really, really like something about you in your sports scene out here, in Minnesota. We'll talk about that next. It's Score North, fifteen hundred, and score from the TCL broadcast studio.
1: They all knew ScoreNorth, Score North, Scorenorth.com, T C L Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd with Rami in uh what, full week two of the job. Correct, Rami? Is that no, I think. I should turn my mic on. This is week three. Oh, radio professional. Week three, okay. It took
0: me three weeks to learn how to turn the mic on. (laughs) So you... (laughs) I've done the same
1: thing. (laughs) We're all guilty of that. Speak Uh, for yourself. Oh, oh, yeah, Mr. Jonathan. All right, all right. Full disclosure. Last hour, I look across... Scoggins, Collar, and I in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is watching Man United play, and they must have scored a goal or something. Yeah. Totally <laughs> checked out on the show. Completely checked out on listening. Collar's I had show. The headphones on. He's like rooting. He's like standing up. So okay.
2: I'm sorry they scored
0: in 91st minute. I don't. Goal. You know. He's I'm just. I'm just saying. Last he who
1: cast the first stone. <laughs> so Robbie, you have found something though about our sports scene here. Well, that, that you like. Is that correct? Well, when I when I first got here, something that it makes
0: sense, but just hadn't occurred to me, hadn't dawned on me until I got here and was entrenched in the Minnesota sports scene, was that there's a lot of pain in Minnesota sports. Ugh. There's a lot of pain and suffering in Minnesota sports and the recent history of Minnesota sports. I don't need to go over it not even recent; right. it goes back. I don't. Don't, I don't. So I don't. You're right. I don't need to to go over that ground again with you. But I, it's something that I just hadn't really thought about until I got here, and then I was like, oh man, yeah. There's there's some heartache in in the Minnesota sports scene. But what I like, what what I've enjoyed since getting here is that, and I don't I don't want to. I loved Milwaukee, and I loved my time in Milwaukee, but. One thing that that irked me sometimes was that there was a a segment of Wisconsin sports fans who weren't willing to laugh at themselves. And and whatever sports oh, yeah. pain, yeah. whatever sports pain and anguish that they had, they didn't want to laugh about it and they didn't like anybody else laughing about it. I do stand-up comedy on the side and one of the things that I love the a style of comedy that I love is self-deprecating comedians. People who can who know their own flaws and don't mind talking about it and and making light of it and and having fun with it and that's something that I've noticed about the Minnesota sports scene is that yes you have some pain you have some heartache you have some anguish yep. but it seems like a a town a state that is very willing to laugh at themselves and 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 not and 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 not take it too seriously this I, this pain and this heartache that they've had I really
1: appreciate that I think we have no choice <laughs> I was going
2: to say we have no other option. I because, mean it's just going to continue right. happening.
1: There's two things there's two things that occurred to me off of what you just said. Mm-hmm. One is there's so many painful things especially football right that if you don't laugh you're going to basically go insane and quit watching the Vikings. You're just going to be done. The other thing is Milwaukee to me and Wisconsin as a whole is much more of a blue collar, impassioned, hardcore sports town. Right. Where if you're a Packer fan, that's what you've got. Vikings fans love the Vikings, but we got a lot of choices here. And <laughs> and, and it's a and it's a white collar town. Right. And so so the passion towards the team is real. I don't want to say it's not real, but there's also other things to do. You can go to the lake. You can you know people go out on both. Like my my sense in in the two years I spent. Covering the Packers was that for a lot of Packers fans, that's what they had. It's life and death. So if you make fun of that, right. You're basically it's like going to a family and starting to mock wife and kids. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Where here it's right. like, okay, yeah, I've got a lot of pain going with the Vikings, and the Vikings were eight seven and one, and that was tough. But I'm going to turn around now and go to a play or something, right? So you can so you can sort of be like, all right, this is yeah, it's sad, but and before leaving for the play, you can poke fun. At your team and at yourself and at whatever heartache and anguish that you've had. And I love that. Yes, yeah. Uh, Minnesota Sports Twitter might be a a little bit more serious than that. Uh But my overall takeaway is what you just said is exactly right. We can laugh about it because you have to. I've always said, and Bob Eucher,
0: I think, actually coined this. He said, if you can't laugh at yourself, you have no business laughing at anybody else. This is true. Like, you don't get to enjoy comedy. (laughs) <laughs> unless you can laugh at right. yourself. Right. That's true. You don't true. get to you don't get to laugh at, at me or Judd making fun of someone else
1: or each other unless you can laugh at yourself. But you're first. a Cubs fan. Yes. And you if you can if you couldn't laugh, my God. No. Yeah. I mean that's that's the worst one, right? Right. I'd find the highest building. The Vikings have pain, but football and I might be totally wrong here, but baseball strikes me as the overriding it will break your heart's sport right like football will break your heart and you'll be down but baseball man baseball because it's so long and it's a summertime soap opera and it will just crush you
0: well yeah it's because if you're out of it 90 games into the season you're still getting beat
1: over the head with losing baseball for 70 more games all right tcl broadcast studios let's take a break i believe mackie will join us at some point in the five o'clock hour but right now we take a break and come back after this mackie and judd with ron